When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, say hey, podcast time on a Thursday. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. I have a few stories and I have a few emails. I do like that you keep wearing the, uh, the Nets... Zip up. Yeah. You're almost like a net fan now. I'm almost like a net fan. You know fan why? Now, yeah. They might win an NBA championship this year. Uh, yeah. Um, I got this from the Nets n- many years ago. They give me nothing. I yeah, get nothing. I got something. This is many years ago. It's a really great uh, yes. zip up. It's a, an Adidas. It's got the, the stitched on cool, like tattered logo. I could even wear that on my Rutgers trips because it's yeah. Adidas. Right, oh, it's well. Adidas, Jerry. So I'm let me, like, let me hear your story. I'm like Run DMC, uh, but Adidas. <laughs> let me give you these some of these emails first, Jerry. Yes, this one comes from Armando Rodriguez. Uh, Alan, Jerry, no relationship advice needed here. All good. Just wanted to give you a shout out from Arizona. My wife and I are on vacation hiking the Grand Canyon and Red Rocks in Sedona. I've been playing the podcast on the trails usually during the tough parts, so it keeps me distracted from the hard climb. Nice. I've been playing it through my phone speaker, so even my wife is listening. It'll blow her mind if we get a mention during the podcast while we are on our hike tomorrow. Her mind name, blown. Her name is Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Tell Jerry he's 100% right about Arizona. It's gorgeous out here. Yeah. You two keep up the good work. And you keep up the work in the Sedonas or wherever the hell you are. Red Rock is where they have those concerts, isn't it? Well, Red Rock or is, that in California? is in Colorado, I believe. Oh, Colorado? I think. I know <laughs> Red Rock. No idea. I know Red Rock is not in Sedona. They do have Red Rocks in Sedona. I do know that, yes. The concert venue, Red Rock. Is when I was there. out there, I noticed all the Red Rocks. A lot of Red Rocks. Um, it is awesome. There are certain areas in Sedona that people think are like these um, uh, powerful places that you would meditate, f- feel things, oh. feel vibes, positive yeah, it's energy. It's called an earthquake. No, no, positive energy eh, vibes. Come on, I don't mind. Stop. Bell uh, Mountain out there. Yeah, all right. I was on it. I felt nothing. Of course she did. Gina claimed to feel something. But <laughs> no, I, she didn't. She claimed, but yeah. she that she wanted to feel something. That's because she's listening to Joel Olstein every right. day. Like she wanted to feel vibes from the mountain. <laughs> I feel like we're all searching for so much. Oh, Jerry, we're searching. Like, I'm on I'm on Facebook, but I don't post a thing. Uh, Facebook for me is my messaging to my baseball team. So I log in. Well, I'm always logged in, but you know what I mean. I go I go to it. And I go right to, I have a shortcut group, so I go to my 11U baseball team. 
But usually before I get there, I always see a poster too as the cursor is going over to the 11U shortcut. It is amazing how many people just post self-help quotes, thoughts, be kind, strive to be better, surround yourself with positive people. I need to get the negativity. And I, I always wonder this. Was it always like this? Because when you grew up, did you hear your parents talking about mental health? And I'm not saying, listen, that stuff's very real, and I know it is. We just have now really coined a term for it. So I'm not, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I know it does. But I just, I felt like growing up, you never heard about any of this stuff. You did not. And it's so, and maybe because social media has given everybody a voice for multiple people to see and hear what you're thinking. But I find it so interesting. The only thing we had back then, Jerry, is like in the doctor's office or in like executive offices, you would have those pictures with nice sayings underneath, right? Sure. So you might have a golf ball or golf course picture and then some sort of inspirational quote having Mm -hmm. to do with golf as a metaphor for life or something like that. Right. We had those. You're on the 10th hole. You've passed your midlife point. Make it count. Enjoy the back nine. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Sure. But it's just, I don't know, I, I it's, it amazes me how many people post messages and messaging about needing to be better, striving for, you know, improvement in their life, wanting to be with better people, blah, 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 blah. I think they think that if they post it, it's almost like writing it down. You're bringing it into your life. You're, Maybe. You know, I also think you could tell a lot about, in particular, a woman's relationship status with her partner based on certain things that they post. Cause sometimes like if a woman's been hurt recently, they will post something about being stronger and not trusting people and oh, that sure. sort of thing. Yeah. So you could always tell. I suppose so. Yeah. I saw a post to someone. I, I won't give their name, but uh, they, they put a post in there about like a, a strong man is one. Al who, Hughes. <laughs> something like a strong man is, is one who makes promises but the stronger man keeps them. And I was like, uh-oh, this girl's... Uh, was wrong. Guy is, is, was, he made a promise that he didn't keep. Uh-oh. Yeah. So it's very interesting that you see all this stuff every day yeah. from multiple people. I have one of those uh, those pictures with the quotes that I've had that I bought at a flea market in Florida. Wow. hundred years ago. And it's a picture of Cal Ripken. And it says perseverance. I like it. And under it's about showing up every day. Yeah. And I have had that on my wall since my first radio job. And I think that's awesome. Show up. You know, just showing up, you'll beat out a lot of people just by showing up. I do. Right? Of course. You know that. A lot of people look for the shortcut. Yes. A lot of people don't want to work. Correct. I know. There's one in the the bar. I go to Prime Barber Lounge in Middletown, New Jersey. Love the place. And they have some of the, I don't think they have that one, but they have a bunch of those on the wall. And the best part, there's one that's really good that I see every day. And I always look at it like, wow. And it was like, oh man, it was like the definition of, you know, entrepreneurship is the willingness to work a hundred hours a week for yourself, as opposed to working 40 or 50 hours a week for someone else. It was really interesting. Maybe it was drive, maybe it wasn't entrepreneurship. Maybe it was like drive and desire. I forget. It's a great quote, though. Now, I don't want to work 80 to 100 hours a week, but, you know, it would be nice to answer to just yourself. Right. It's kind of cool, actually. We were talking about that, but it, and, and we're realizing, 
you and I were talking about that off the air the other day where you go, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you were in a business for yourself, then you control everything. But you don't, as we found out with the pandemic, right? If you had a bar or restaurant, you don't control everything. Or a local store that got closed down because of just, and I'm always thinking like, you know, I always think I want to do a coffee shop at some point. And I'm still reading in the news, coffee prices could double. Because you would think that's one of the safest things. We've been serving coffee in the country for how long? Now, I still do believe it is because even if coffee prices jump, I still think people are going to do it. We're addicted. It's it's their routine. Right. But to your point, there was a a local bar that was, uh, I guess it was put up for sale. And the price wasn't crazy. And I said to a friend of mine who really has a lot of money, I said, you know, we should jump on this between my exposure on the show. You're into real estate. I'm like, this could be a lot of fun. And it was like probably five to six months, five to six months before the pandemic. So he made the phone call and he called me back because, yeah, no, they already have an offer and there's no reason to top it. Let them go for it. They opened pandemic gone. Right. And they put a lot of money into it. And they did because not only did they buy it, they supposedly redid the inside and I, it was doing well. And then, yep, because they weren't, they didn't have a track record in a big bank account. Like a lot of other bars did that they were able to, until you were allowed to have drinks outside, they couldn't withstand it. And that could have been me. Yeah. I think about that too. Like when you, when you think you have your own business or something, how you, and it's all under your control when it's not, I think about too, like, let's say you had a, uh, Subway sandwich franchise. Sure. And then all those years ago, it comes out that Jared uh, was arrested for child pornography. And you probably go from $4,000 a day in sales to $1,500 and where'd everybody go? It's nothing that you did. Right. Or Subway did. Your shop was still running the same. Right. The dude who's in their commercials. Right. Bad bad publicity. Right. Or like when uh, I remember a number of years ago, Taco Bell had a situation where they had tainted lettuce Mm. and people were getting very sick and then no one was going to Taco Bell. Yeah. And if you own that local Taco Bell, you're screwed. Screwed. Yeah. No, it is. It's it's tricky because I do think what we've gone through is I do believe is a once in a hundred year situation. You hope so. You hope so. I mean, the last time it happened was in the early 1900s. It happened now with us. You do hope that it doesn't happen again for three more generations to come. But, yeah, I mean, you still really never know. They talk about that. I've been reading stuff about the stock market. And, there, you know, there's some people that are like, we're going to have another crash. Um, and then others say, you know, that October 1987 stock market crash was, you know, a once in a hundred year thing. And that right. every hundred years it might happen. So, but... It could say they would say, "Oh, if it averages once every hundred years, that doesn't mean it couldn't happen twice. Sure, in ten years, and then not happen again for two hundred. Two hundred. But uh, I didn't realize that. You know, you know, when the stock market has a bad day now, it's like it'll lose like five hundred points. Yeah, and we'll say it's a bad day. I was reading about that nineteen eighty seven stock market crash. It lost what would be the equivalent today if the stock market in one day lost seven thousand seven hundred. Points. Well, where is I don't even know where is the stock market. All I do is I check the crypto stuff. Yeah, now. what is where is the stock market? I'm not today? sure. Twenty thousand, thirty thousand. Uh, I, I don't even know. It's higher. The Dow. The uh, Jerry, are you talking about the Dow and a uh, thirty thirty four thousand? Is it really? Yeah. Because after nine eleven, it's up di- five hundred points so far. Didn't the didn't it crash pretty good? A little. Oh, after nine eleven. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that was you know what you're talking about bad, but it was bad. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as the 1987 thing, but yeah, just like, and again, 
that's where all of our retirements are, yeah. right? And uh, we have no control over that. None. I mean, you can pick where you put some, but if something crashes, yeah. you're going to Like no right control. now, you and I, and Eddie for sure, have a lot of equity in our homes because right. the real estate market is hot and still is. It's fallen off a little, but it's still pretty. Well, if there's a real estate crash, if you've got $200,000 of equity in your condo, in six months, you could have 40000 Right. You don't know. You don't know. It's a lot of stuff out of our control. Yeah, sure is. Here's a life advice question, Jerry, and this uh, man would like to remain anonymous. I'm a single 30-year-old guy with a good career. I'm a CPA, and I'm mostly happy with where my life is at. I don't have a ton of responsibilities outside of work. I have a great dog, have plenty of time for hiking and my hobbies, and impromptu weekend travel trips. Recently, I've been feeling like something's missing, however, and have been thinking it might be a serious romantic partner. I've been casually seeing two girls for a while. Wow. One that's one that's great in bed, but is a little crazy. <laughs> and one that I have a great time with, but our sex life isn't great. Some vanilla stuff maybe once every four or five times we hang out. My questions are, one, if you think I would regret disrupting the good thing I have going right now by introducing a serious relationship... And two, which girl would you and Jerry choose to pursue that way? I can't answer that question. I'm married. Also, <laughs> this is that. Uh, also, just curious, what T-shirt brand you ended up getting? We have very similar taste in shirts, from what I heard from the podcast. Just curious. I tried True Classic. I went with the uh, fresh, clean tees, but I had to return them. They were with that situation where the medium was too tight, the large was too big. For our Buzz No Buzz ones? No, no. For I oh. just was buying T-shirts. Oh, I got gotcha. you. All right, Jerry, so here you go. Here's your question. Oh, man. 30-year-old guy. So take <laughs> I would take age into account. Do you go with the girl where the sex is good, but she's crazy, or the girl that you have a good time with, but sex is vanilla and not very often? Option C, you have to find the girl you have a good time with and the sex is crazy. I would say of these two items, uh, it depends. If you think, if this guy thinks having a romantic partner is missing... Then you go for the girl where your sex life isn't great, but it happens. And if you're not really looking for a serious relationship, you go for the girl with the the great sex girl who's crazy. That yes, that's right. Yes, and don't get tied tied down. Right now he is only thirty years old. <clears throat> so at which case I would say if you're not thrilled with the non crazy one, maybe like you're saying it's C. I think it's C. I don't think you have found what you're looking for right. because clearly it sounds like he loves the sex. Right. And it sounds too to me when you when you write it the way you did, it's vanilla. It's once every, you know. They only he said it's once every four or five times they hang out. Right. So it's not even like they're seeing each other every day. Exactly. So it sounds like you're not going to be happy there either. Right. And the idea with the first one, you have a great time, but she's going to cause you a lot of headaches. Yeah. And you haven't had kids yet. Right. You know, you never know what happens. Some some parents adapt wonderfully to kids. Some parents are ready to strangle each other with kids. And there's somewhere in the middle where the father doesn't react well and where the mother doesn't react well. I, I would say, what do they say? Sow your wild oats with uh, number yes. one. And I don't know that number two is the proper option either. Unless you're at a point where, you know what? You've bent the first one in different directions and you've had all your fun <laughs> and she's bent you around and 
you're ready to settle down and you're kind of cool with a calm life, that's a tough one. Doesn't sound like either is right for him. Here's what I would say. He's 30, so to me, very young. I didn't really sow my wild oats, Jerry, till I was in my 40s. Okay. I would say continue hanging out and sexual liaisons with the crazy girl. The second girl, just keep as friends and say, you see this more as a friendship. The and problem then, is they've had sex already, though, multiple yeah. times. That's not easy to do because she's thinking more. Right. Like... They've had sex numerous times, and now he's going to say, let's be pals. Right. That's a rough one. It is a rough one. If you're her. It's a shot to the ego. Yeah. I don't know that that's the right thing either. Well, I think- I think had a third girl then. Yeah. Just don't Remember. be exclusive with anyone. Yeah. Don't lead anyone thinking that they're- Here's what you exclusive. do. Keep doing what you're doing until you find the right girl. Right. There you go. Life just advice. don't commit. I like that. 30 is not old. I wonder if each girl knows he's got another girl. Right. I, I it, it didn't sound like it. It doesn't, and that's difficult. And if they do both know, maybe that's why the girl that you have a more, a better friendship with is not as sexual with you because she knows you're fooling around with this crazy girl. Could be. They normally go hand in hand, though, right? The really crazy, the crazy girls. I don't know about sexual that. Sexual liaisons. I think anybody... That's the that, anybody at any age can be nuts. That's true. Any any male, any female. I don't think. I don't think so. That's true, Jerry. Jerry, you know how I love true crime and serial killers. I've heard and, that once, and, twice, and or four million times. Yes. One of the most famous serial killers was the Zodiac Killer, and this was someone who was uh, uh, murdering in uh, the late '60s, '68 and '69. He was uh, sending letters, coded letters, to the San Francisco Chronicle. And it has been one of the biggest mysteries of all the serial killers, like I said, dating back over 50 years. Well, they believe uh, they found who the Zodiac Killer was. And this is a group of people. You know, there's people on the Internet that try to solve. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about, like, police. I mean, like. General people. General people who are into true crime that try to solve these things. Uh, uh, unfortunately, the man is passed uh, in 2018. Okay. So they can't bring him up on uh, charges. Right. Be post-mortem. Post-mortem, Jerry. But they do believe that they found the Zodiac Killer. And one of the things that they think they found him from was based on scars on his forehead. Oh, yeah. That's right. And they also were going through his... Uh, he has, like, a, a dark room to uh, make photos. What do you call it? Uh, develop photos in a mm -hmm. dark room. And they found a lot of clues in there that made it seem like they had the right guy, so... Zodiac the killer mind of a killer is, is I mean, and you, and you know more about it than anybody with all these shows I sure you watch. Do. You see the one article today in the paper about the man in Florida, of course, in Florida, in Florida Sebastian, man. Florida, who strangled his girlfriend in the kitchen, then put her body in the bed to sleep with her one last night. Oh, right. And then, I don't mean sexually, I mean just like oh, she, I he slept with her the, with the night. Okay. And then put her in the pickup truck. And then drove to Walmart and left her there and tried to stage it like she was killed in the truck. And At he, the he had a, And he told police he put it, because he admitted it when they found out it was him, he had a bicycle in the back of the flatbed and he rode the bike home and left the truck there with her body. Mm. I mean, what in the hell is that? It's very, it, people are very strange, Jerry. I mean, my God. That, and that's where like, not to get too deep, but it's like story, you know, childhood cancers, Stories like that, yeah, yeah, 
Never mind. Never mind. I don't even want to bring it up. I also heard from a, uh, a listener to the podcast actually called to the show to tell me that uh, he was listening to the podcast out loud and was making his girlfriend listen yesterday. Yeah. And she was almost throwing up talking about when we were talking about eating raw meat. It's disgusting. Yeah, he said he kept trying to fast forward, and every time he hit it, I would say the phrase raw meat, <laughs> and she would get disgusted. But he enjoyed it, he said. That's funny. Here's a weird controversy, Jerry. You're familiar with the band Smash Mouth? Of course. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Yep. Smash Mouth has been performing with a replacement lead singer that nobody knows who it is, and they're not admitting to it. Okay, I wouldn't even know who the lead singer of Smash Mouth is anyway. He's actually a huge baseball fan uh, on the West Coast. Okay. He, he tweets a lot about uh, Dodgers, uh, Giants, that sort of thing. Right, but I guess I, that's cool. What I'm saying is if I went and saw, let's say Smash Mouth was opening for someone, yeah. or I would have no idea what I was looking at other than play the songs I know. His name is uh, Steve Harwell, and he had tweeted... The main lead singer? The main lead singer. Okay. His name is Steve Harwell. And he had tweeted that uh, he wasn't going to be able to perform for a little while as he had uh, fallen ill. But Smash Mouth just continued doing concerts with a different guy that they put in sunglasses. And they won't tell you who it is? They won't reference that it's not him. Oh, they really? They won't tell you who it is. Man, talk about no credit. But there's another Smash Mouth lead singer, Jerry. All right. Would you go see them? I wouldn't. I would not, uh, even with the real Smash Mouth. Yeah, no, me neither. I'm not interested. I'm not either. Doesn't work for me. They'd be good, like in a, um, like a, like a festival show with like Sugar Ray, Smash Mouth. Yeah, you know, like get a bunch of the Eve Six, get a Inside bunch of Inside Out, get a bunch of those bands. Yeah, how about Fuel? Fuel, I'd put them on the bill. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. All right, we can do that. tomorrow is Friday, which means cool games. Yes, I look forward to that. I haven't really looked ahead other than knowing who the Jets and Giants are playing. Uh, We got one cool game at 4.30, I can tell you that. Giants-Cowboys. That's right. Will there be others? There will be. There will be. I don't know what they are yet because I'm not – and you know what, Jerry? I'm not even going to look at them. Yeah. Until we do it live on the air tomorrow. We got Patriots Bucks Sunday night? <laughs> no, that is not happening, unfortunately. Right, Maybe the Jaguars and Titans or something. Yeah, I don't even know who the Sunday I don't night either, game is. Which is ironic. Yeah. I have no idea. You know what's funny is don't look. Don't look. I'm not looking. But CBS Sports Network right now has the game scrolling on the bottom. Oh, okay. And all I'll tell you is I've seen four scroll by. Not great. Uh-oh. Doesn't mean it won't be. Right. I only saw four of them. All right, now five. Mm-hmm. Eh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't the like one that, I'm looking Jerry. at, I'm, I'm on the fence, so I might have to go by default call at one. I don't know. Because the Jets have the early game. They're in London, so there's locally nothing until the 430 Cowboy right. Giants. So there'll be a lot of red zoning. I do like the so 930 need, Jet game. I really do. We need cool games in that 1 o'clock window in particular. Uh, I can tell you that's not going to be the case. Oh, boy. I'm telling you 430 looks good, though. Okay. Oh, Sunday night looks good. Okay. Well, All right. Well, me, I'm Jerry. excited for this wait. tomorrow. All right, cool. We do it in the second segment of the show if you're yes. if you're looking to set your morning That's alarm. That's called producing right there. That's called producing. All right, we'll do a warm-up show from this morning right now. So- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Google, play WFAN. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't All suck. All right, here we go. We do this on a, what day? <laughs> Thursday. Today's Thursday, Thursday, Jerry. week five of the NFL. That's right. Uh, we've got the Eddie Scazzeri, Mr. Quinnipiac himself, and across from me, his name is Al Christopher Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, I Someone reached out to me yesterday. This was interesting. Uh, they DM'd me on Twitter, a producer at the at our, our sports radio station in Atlanta. Okay. And the guy asked if I would be a guest on one of their Saturday shows. To do Me. what? That's what I said to about him. About sports or about like their business? I think about, I think because the Jets Falcons are playing this <laughs> week. <laughs> I wrote the guy back. I said, listen, I, I'm up for doing I'd certainly help you guys out if you're interested. I said, but I don't. I said, despite working at WFAN for 15 years, don't ask me any real sports questions. We have Al Dukes on the line right. from Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, the yeah. fan up in New York. Al, just give us a scouting report on Keelan Cole. <laughs> I legitimately was thinking, like, can I name a Jets receiver other than Jamison Crowder? Can you? Uh, Mims, but he don't play. I just named one, you oh, fool. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what. No. They didn't get back to me when I told them I didn't know anything about sports. Really, uh, yeah, I'm... what do you see? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> really, what I want to go on the station in Atlanta is to say, why does your field look so terrible on television? I love that. I agree with you. <laughs> it's so hard to watch. Thank God this game's in London this week. Yes, very good point. So we don't have to see that terrible field in it'll, Atlanta. It just looks so visually pleasing. More visually pleasing, Jerry. Okay. So uh, I'm looking forward to maybe being a, doing a big guest spot in uh, Atlanta. I'd like to know when this is. I'm going to listen. I will stream it. I will um, I will promote it if they uh, get back to me and are still I think interested. I'm... I, I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... Um, hmm. uh, I did do a guest spot years ago when we were in Queens oh, great. Uh, on a Kansas City radio station because uh, they wanted Boomer. They wanted Boomer and Boomer couldn't do it. Right. So I called in instead. I go, Boomer can't do it. I'll do it, though. Like I'm on the air. I was like, ask me some questions. I had no idea. They were not happy because they wanted Boomer. <laughs> of course. Not Boomer's producer. Of course. I'm surprised they actually put you on, though. Yeah, oh, they did, Jerry. And I remember stirring it up with those clowns out there. That would be like calling Fox for Troy Aikman. And his producer says, I'll come on with you. Yeah, no, I got thank it. you. <laughs> yeah, go on with yourself. <laughs> I got it. No problem. <laughs> Jerry, someone who I respect in football, a football. Rex Ryan. No, oh, I'm not going to reveal my source. I have sources, Jerry. You do? How many stories have you broken? Well, this is I'm not breaking a story. I'm just saying oh. someone in sports with knowledge of sports. Okay. Particularly knowledge of the NFL. I'm Boomer Esaias. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Told me to, quote, bet the house on the Rams tonight. Really? Yeah. I was surprised to hear that. That's interesting. So I looked on the... Game's in Seattle, yes. The game's in Seattle. Hmm. Uh, the the Seattle even at home is getting two and a half points. Wow, Seattle's a right? weird team. Exactly, and that's what a, I think. They're a very Russell Wilson still made. Did you see that one touchdown pass he I made did. in San Francisco the other day? 
I mean, he just outstanding. Like he's you know twenty two running around back there. I bet the house on the Rams. Right. Like you trust Matthew Stafford on the road in Seattle? I don't bet the house on anything, Jerry. But right. I'm For just you, saying that means twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe bet. twenty. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, I feel like. I know the home field advantage isn't a huge thing in the NFL anymore for whatever reason. Like, statistically, this season and the last season, the last season they had no Last season meant nothing. I still feel like if there is home field advantage, it's in Seattle. Yeah, I would agree. They call it the 12th man. And it's loud as hell. Yes. It could be raining. It could be snowing. We don't know what goes on in Seattle. You know what? That's actually a very good point. You check the weather, Jerry? I am. I am. Because if it's going to be a crappy day in Seattle, I... Don't know that I would go along with that thinking. It's only crappy in Seattle, Jerry, 90% of the year. <laughs> <laughs> There's this 10% window. When I was uh, when I went to Seattle to visit before my Alaskan cruise, Jerry, the the Uber driver, I was like, it's so beautiful here. He goes, yeah, for about two months <laughs> when people come to visit and then we all get depressed. Sun and clouds today, high of 56, mm. low of 44. Interesting. It was not a terrible night at all. Not a terrible night. No. Okay. I mean. So why doesn't this person trust the Seahawks? Matter of fact, there's no rain in the forecast in Seattle through Monday, uh, October 18th. That's. I mean, there's like a shower possible, 20%, 30%. Well, maybe this part of the two months. This is my, you're saying this might still be good time in Seattle to visit? Look, look, I didn't say it's not going to be gray and cloudy. I'm just saying there's not like a 100% chance of rain any day until the 18th of October. Why do you suppose someone would move to Seattle knowing this? Because they were born there. Well, why do you suppose we live here? No, because we were born here. But there are people that move to Seattle Hmm. other than for like a really good job. Schools. Who was the Met pitcher that wanted to move to Denver for the school system? Uh, Who was that, Eddie? Come on. Mike Hampton. That's it. Yeah. He wanted to go to Denver for the school system. Perhaps school. I would say schools, jobs. Um, affordable living. I don't know if it is or it isn't. I have no idea. I don't know what the tax situation is out there. Real estate, don't know. The Uber driver told me, he goes, what happens is people come to visit in the summer. It's probably gorgeous. Fall in love with the place and don't believe us when we tell them yeah, it rains 80% of the time here. There's nothing to me more depressing than a gray, doesn't even have to rain, just one of those dark gray breezy days it's just ugh. which is weird that they didn't put a dome there when they built that new stadium like the king dome used to be yeah you're not wrong yeah and i that's in seattle for the mariners i'd love to go see that stadium safeco is that what safeco it still is Field, or they have yeah. a different no, sponsor it is, i don't Jerry. know it is safeco and you had an opportunity I to did. go and pass and it was uh it was seattle versus the rays when i was there see you what the problem go. is in a lot of cases when i'm away it's amazing how I end up with the Rays so many times, and it's like I know they're really good. I don't want to see them. You're not interested in no. Seattle versus Rays. Like we were supposed to go, my baseball team was supposed to go to Ripken in Maryland in August, and we were going to go to see an Orioles game. Figure as a team, we would go do that. I was like, who are they playing? What it was the Rays? The Angels or the Rays? And I've seen the Angels. No joke, I've seen the Angels like five times on the road. One time I went and saw the Angels and Rays. <laughs> Angels at Rays. I did. I was like, oh, Mike Trout. Okay. It was so boring, yeah, though. Boring. Yeah, the Rays don't excite me. I was happy to see, Jerry, that uh, Theo Epstein and Steve Cohen quickly decided that that's not going to work. So right. at least it didn't get dragged on because it would have been a talk topic here forever. We got to get, like, every call is yeah. we got to get Theo Epstein. Now it's not even a conversation. No. Done. They had the conversation legitimately, like, a day after, two days after the season and ended. And you as the, I put this in air quotes, yeah. diehard Mets fan that you Correct. are. Correct. 
uh, not going to be happy with the names that are surfacing for Which management. Which names are those? For manager? Yeah. Because they're older guys. I don't mind. I actually think it's a, a good way to go. Older dudes? But the names you're Still hearing, cool. Bruce Bochy. Okay. Um, Buck Showalter. <laughs> Bob Melvin. Right. John Gibbons. <laughs> that one to me. John I don't even know who that Gibbons. is. John Gibbons managed the, uh, the, the Blue Jays. If you managed in the 80s, we're not interested. The 80s? Yeah. The 80s? I don't even think Buck managed in the 80s. Oh, if you managed in the 90s. When did he start with the Yankees? 91? We're not interested. I'd have to look. No, I'd be interested in Buck. I would, actually. You would? Yeah, really? yeah, I would. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would. I feel like. I would, because he always, he has always, even when you look at what he did in Baltimore, I know he his last year was like a 50-win team or something. They were horrific. But he won 100 games with the Orioles not that long ago. Like, he does... He does, he does elevate a team. He did it with the Yankees. He did it with the Diamondbacks. did it with the Orioles. The Rangers, I'd have to go back and look. I feel like he had a couple of good years, but not great. How old is Mr. Buck Showalter these uh, days? I, I, would say, I would say if I had to take a guess, I'm going to say Buck is 67. And I'll tell you this, too. Buck, I saw him on ML, was it MLB Network. 65. 65. I saw him as, a, uh, as an analyst for one game this summer. He was sh- sharp as ever. I thought he was outstanding. And I couldn't believe that more people don't put him on. Because he was, re- and I know he's an old, he was really good, though. And was one of those engaging listens, which I was surprised. Because my first thought was like, eh, Buck. But like a couple of innings, and I'm like, this guy's really good. It was just a natural at it. I would like to see him here. I would. And he had a cameo on Seinfeld years ago. Oh, with the whole Steinbrenner stuff at Yankee Stadium? Yeah, and with, uh, with, with Jeter and Jeter Bernie. and I- Tartable. Oh, Danny, Danny Tartable, Tartable was right. on that, too. Because there was one with, with Bernie by the batting cage, too, right? Once when George was hitting? Uh, that, yeah, but that yeah, Danny Tartable was there. Jeter was there. Okay. I don't know if Bernie was there. I could swear. Maybe I got that wrong. I thought Bernie was in one of those. Well, you could watch it, Jerry. It's now on Netflix. On Netflix. I know. I'll pass that. Check it out. I've seen them all. Well, you haven't seen them on Netflix. It's They're the same. It's completely different. Well, now, it looks Jerry. different, apparently. Yes, it does so, yes, look different. I, I will make a prediction, though, and I hate okay. to say this because I did hear Sal say it, too, but I did believe this a week ago when I read it when they were talking about um, Bob Melvin being in the mix and yeah. Billy Bean. Uh, to me, it's just with, with Sandy, like that to me is the favorite right now in the clubhouse. Billy Bean? Billy Bean, Bob Melvin, those two coming together. Really? That's what I think. And I don't think that'd be a bad thing either. But I don't know how excited the Met fan base would be for that. I'm going to say not excited. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's got no buzz. It might not, but yet it might be a good move. I agree. It would not be buzzworthy. I did like see, Sam Darnold coming back wasn't buzzworthy. Not buzzworthy. Right. Zach Wilson coming in buzzworthy. Right, because it's something different. Right. I did see that the Dodgers had a walk off home run last night, they, Jerry. Another baseball news. They win games in such fun fact. They really are. And I know they have a five hundred million dollar payroll. They really are fun to watch, though. You know who I'm upset that the Mets got rid of Justin all those Turner. years ago? Yeah. I know. He's Why really, did they get rid of him? He's become a great player yeah. out there. Oh, he hit a monster shot last I, night. I don't know. I If you talk to certain people, they will tell you there were issues in the clubhouse with him. Is that right? I don't know that. I'm telling you what I've heard. They're not sources either. Um, but he also wasn't ever given. I don't feel like we ever thought of him like as an everyday power back. Right. Whose fault is that? Omar Minaya's? No, I don't think it was not Omar Minaya at the time. Then he goes to L.A. and he turns into like this power slugging, solid third baseman that has been there now a long time and has had a great career. And he had the game tying home run last night. Monster shot. I thought it was very cool that Juan Soto was there wearing the Trey Turner jersey. I thought that was very neat.
Um, trying to think. Oh, Kevin Long was there, who's now the Nationals hitting coach, the former Yankee hitting coach. And I guess they were sitting with Turner's wife because they took the picture together. Oh, that was pretty cool, though. And he goes over and he's high five him. Yeah, through the, I saw him the high fives. That was pretty. I'm telling you, that's another one. If you haven't done that, that's a place you got to go see a game. Dodger Stadium. It's, it really is awesome. Don't they beat people up in the parking lot? They I don't know. People up in every stadium if you act stupid. Uh, they do, honestly. Oh, if you act stupid, yeah. You I'm see saying... the video from in Pittsburgh with the Steelers a few weeks ago with I did, the women? Yeah. I mean, All the on. women were throwing down, yeah. Yeah. Terrible. I just don't want to be beat up in a parking lot if I'm not acting stupid. Like if I'm just going to my happen. car. I, that's not going to happen. That's in a tough part of town, I think. Not really. Dodger Stadium? No. I feel Dodger like all... Stadium is all alone. All right. You drive through like like it's almost like a national park area that you drive at least the way we went in, the way you drove through, and then all of a sudden you come to this opening and bam, there's the stadium with this gigantic parking lot surrounding it and it's sunk down to where you're looking up. It's really amazing. It has a cool town name, too, which I can't Chavez remember. Ravine. Yeah, Chavez Ravine. Yeah. It's really, I'm telling you, that was that's one of the stadium highlights in my life was going there. And I was in awe. And it's, to me, it's like someone that's always lived on the West Coast coming to Yankee Stadium for the first time, probably the old Yankee Stadium specifically. It's like you've seen it on TV for so many years, and then all of a sudden, like, I was there. And the atmosphere was great. And I did not experience everybody leaving in the seventh inning at all, like the way they talk about late arrival, yes, but no one left. And it was awesome. And then the the, the music at the end when they win, oh, it was great. Did you have a Dodger dog? I didn't. Aren't they? They've got to be the same hot dogs there in it's every stadium. Dog. Exactly. Hey, come on. It's oh, one dog. other thing I saw, Jerry, baseball related. This The, the Padres fired their manager, Jace Tingler. <laughs> yes, who you couldn't pick out of a lineup, nor could I, by the way. By the way, I saw him. He looks like a manager. Yeah, except he didn't uh, actually manage very well. Part of the time he did. I was thinking, like, uh, what if the Mets named that guy as their manager? You, no. That is not going to excite out. anybody. I mean, look at the way Luis Rojas was essentially let go for many reasons, but one of them was the fact that they were in first place for three months out of the year and then just nosedived. Go look at what the Padres did in August and September. They nosedived. I mean, and they were never like where the – I don't think – I'd have to go back and look because the Giants were great start to finish. The Padres hung around for a while, but they were never in first place for three months. That for damn sure they weren't. But they were right there in terms of a playoff spot, and they just hit the skids the last two months of the season. And they got a lot of talent on that team. They, they, you know, everybody talks about Tatis and Machado. Maybe they got they got Hosmer on that team. They went out. They got good pitching, and they just died. Because a lot, he's very similar to Luis Rojas in that he wasn't a manager prior. And in then, the majors. In the majors. Right. And they told him, uh, we like you. you. You still have a job in the organization. Do you remember when he was hired? I think we were doing the 15 minutes at the time. Luis Rojas, you mean? No, Jace Tingler. I believe I asked you or you asked me if that was a Saturday Night Live spoof that the Padres named someone. Like, was it real? <laughs> we thought it was, was a Tingler? Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. So he is... Uh, He's, He's out. out. He's out. Yes. So and now they're going to need a manager. Yeah, they need and a the Mets need too. a manager. We better get on this. Be interesting to see if both teams go old school because they tried the young and up and coming manager. Do they go like? Will the Mets be battling with the Padres? So like, if I'm Bob Melvin, do I want to come to New York City, or would I love the sunshine oh of San Diego and a team that's ready to win already? I would go to San Diego. So would I. You got see Fernando ya. Tatis Jr. Oh my gosh. What a place to be. Yep. And that's a beautiful ballpark, too. Beautiful part of that's town, like, right that, on the water. That wouldn't even be a close argument. I agree. 
unless you want to be in New York for some that's I'm trying to get out of New York. <laughs> right, we're trying to leave New York. We, we want to go to San Diego. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to transfer to San Diego. Talk Padres baseball. Maybe he's had enough of the sunshine of Oakland and the Bay Area. Who knows? They say, though, Jerry, if you make it here, you make it anywhere. Yeah, that's overblown at this point. Yeah, I don't point. believe that either. <laughs> Nor do I. Plenty of people have who are successful here and then failed elsewhere. <laughs> exactly It's right. not a guarantee. It is not a guarantee. But yeah. some people like the idea of coming to New York. Sure. And winning in New York. All the glitz and glamour. Glitz and glamour, Jerry. They could roll up to Studio 54, Bob Melvin. That's still open. No, I don't think Studio so. Studio 54. <laughs> Bob Melvin rolls up there. Yeah. Who are you, sir? In his mink coat. <laughs> Partying. What do you think? This is Clyde Frazier in 1976? Yeah. Uh-huh. And Joe Namath. <laughs> right. All right, we'll take a quick break. 518, just getting started. Warm-up show till 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo then on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Billy Ray Tucker Band on a Thursday morning, 25 after 5. How are we doing? I'd like to say we're just getting started, but we only do an hour. We're like halfway through yeah, already. we just do one hour, Jerry. This is like halftime for us if Pretty we were much. a football team. We're at the two-minute warning of halftime. Jerry, I have a good for you segment, Ooh. or as we call it, good for you segment. This as is Olivia a segment, Rodrigo would say, hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. This is a segment, Jerry, where uh, I have some items that don't really fit into a full story. There's nothing much to do with them other than they're good stories. And you go, hey, good for you. You right. know what I mean, Jerry? Yes. So I have three different good for yous. We, uh, I'll bring up the story. All right. I'll just make a statement. We'll yell together, good for you. Uh, isn't it, hey, good for you? Hey, good for you. Right. Yes, you're right. Hey, good for you. And then if we want to discuss it, we could discuss it before moving on to the next one. Uh, okay, that sounds Jerry? good to me. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. So this is uh, the award-winning uh, good Hey, good for you segment. Uh, our first part of the good for you segment, Jerry, uh, Daniel Jones was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Hey, hey Daniel good for Jones. You. Uh, good for you. Here's the problem. Eddie, make sure my fader's up, please, if you don't mind. So, hey, good for you. I agree. It's a hey, good for you. Paul Schwartz of the New York Post okay. asked Joe Judge about this yesterday. Oh. When he win a national award, a player of the week kind of thing, um, can that help a player, um, his psyche, his confidence, things like that, outside influences helping? Yeah, I don't think we need outside confirmation to tell us what we're doing. <laughs> so I'm not a huge fan of the no of the awards. No, he wasn't to the point where there was he goes on this whole thing. It's a team award. The receiver's got to catch the ball. The defense has to give you the ball back. We have to have good. My like goodness. he gave you every reason why. Okay, whatever. It's it's just not him. And then Schwartz at the end was almost like dumbfounded. And there is, I'll play it. It's only 15 seconds. In the middle, there'll be like a pause. Joe Judge is, I think, laughing at him as he's holding his bottle of water. To It's really funny. You can feel good, though, right? I mean, a player's allowed to feel good about getting something. You know? No, I mean, the human nature. I'm saying, you know, you get an award. Oh, great. You know, I'm not saying it's life-changing, but it, it's better. Can you feel good about it? Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy it. 
can it affect how you work, prepare, perform this week? Absolutely not. <laughs> Come on. Wow. Just say, I don't know. Right, yeah, good for you. He could just say, hey, good for you, yes. Daniel Jones. That's all. It was surprising to me because when I read that, I was like, hmm. Well, I was trying to think of, like, other people's performance that week. Okay. I was like, he did throw for 400 yards. 402 and a 402. comeback win in the fourth quarter. Right. So, you know, <laughs> I will tell you, I talked to um, uh, J. Ron Curse of the Cowboys yesterday for this game Sunday. And as he is, he is absolutely convinced the Giants are a damn good team. Is that right? He but don't said, they have to say that? Yes, but this was off the air. Oh, is that right? He said best one and three team he's ever seen. Is that right? Yeah, he says they should be better than they are record wise. He goes offensively, they are really good. So they're ready for a slugfest yeah, in I mean, Dallas. I, yes, I think they're ready for a very <laughs> difficult game Sunday. This was not, hey, we're three and one, we're going to take the division, you know, by storm. Here it was. We just finished watching them on film. Very impressed by them. I heard Sal make a very good point on the overnight this morning that, listen, if the Giants go into Dallas and win that, back in it, baby. Well, yeah, because the Cowboys would be 3-2, and the Giants would be 2-3, and and no one's going to be better than those two marks in the division. That's right. And with a 17-game season, you got 12 games to go. Yeah, so I may be back on the Giants' bandwagon, depending on what happens, or on the Cowboys' bandwagon. Who knows, If I was the Giants, I would have a photograph of you in the building saying, don't let him in. (laughs) I'm taking anybody that plays the Giants in the under. But that's over with them. Well, I, they I, proved I me wrong, and now I move on. I but don't you know. said you hate them two weeks ago. I did, because they were really annoying me, Jerry. I know, but like you hate them? No, no longer hate is a strong word. Because that's the tough Daniel one to Jones, take back, though. good for you segment. Well, listen, well if, they, if they get blown out by the Cowboys, I'm going to hate them again. If a guy on Twitter yeah. says, hey, Al Dukes, not hey, good for you, hey, Al Dukes, I hate you. Oh, that's not nice. You're never you're blocking him or muting Blocked. him, and you're Mute. never going to talk to them again. He's be muted, Jerry. Right, so you've been muted by the Giants. I will not give him the pleasure of blocking him. I will mute him. Matter of fact, I hear that uh, Mr. Mara wanted to come on, and then they said, "Well, who called for me?" And it was Al Dukes. I'm out. He said blocked. And then Al said, thank God. Blocked. Because <laughs> he doesn't want the interview anyway. <laughs> That's right. Jerry, our second good for you, our second of three. Uh, C.C. Sabathia, you know him as the former Yankee uh, pitcher. Very successful podcaster. Too. And a successful podcaster. He has celebrated six years of sobriety. That means no drinking, Jerry, if you're not familiar. Hey, C.C. Sabathia. Hey, hey good, good for you. you. Absolutely. They're right. Remember, he That's fell out, right? He had his moment in Baltimore. Yeah. And I guess since then, he's been sober. Yes, where it affected his gameplay. I think that's right. I wonder what... Drinking wine. A lot and maybe, of wine. It, maybe it's podcasting. I don't know. I wonder what he has filled that void with. Well, he, he got very into uh, fitness. Remember, so, he's okay. like super slim down now. So that's what it is. Because a lot of people will take up... Like, I know Lawrence Taylor played... Would literally play 54 holes of golf every day just to make sure he stayed away from the traps. So that it makes sense, but you can only work out for a few hours a day. This guy looks like he works out a lot now. Yeah, yeah he does look him? jacked. Know what I call him, Jerry? Slim, slim Sabathia, because he's shed a lot of weight, a lot of weight. Good for you, and Jerry. Our final, <laughs> our final good for you story. There were three of them today. This is how you know it's a it's a, vi- a segment. That's a viable segment yeah. for today. Juju Smith Schuster. You're familiar with him. He plays yeah, wide receiver for the. Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, he was shopping at the Giant Eagle supermarket mm-hmm. outside of Pittsburgh when he was in the checkout line, and the woman in front of him could not find her, uh, 
uh, debit card to okay. pay. She didn't know it, and she was going to send her friend out to the car to see. What did you pay for her? Paid for all of her groceries. That's nice. She did. She was crying. She didn't even know who it was. He didn't make a big deal out of it. Out the door. But some dude on Twitter saw this go down and posted it. And posted it's like this that's, was amazing. That's how you cool get credit. Thing to see. That's awesome. He was in a hoodie. No one even knew it was Juju Smith Schuster. I think that's great. Paid for a thing. Hey, Juju Smith-Schuster. Hey, oh, good, good for, for you. you. Absolutely. And it's Nike. He didn't go out there and publicize it. Someone saw it, wanted to acknowledge it. That is amazing. As opposed to if you did that at the Stop and Shop in Matawan, you would have asked for a photo with the person so you could shame them publicly to also promote yourself and say, just doing what I do, this fool left his debit card in the car. I saved him and paid for his groceries. Right, I said, like, do you have social media that you could post this photo about how I paid for your groceries? Like those, uh, uh, this happens around holiday season where people pay for layaway for people. Like yes. celebrities do that. Like Shaq has done that. Shaq has done that. There's been some uh, mystery people that do it. Do you think, for reals, if you were worth a billion dollars? Yes. And there are certainly enough billionaires running around. And even someone, let's say you're worth $10 million. I don't say um, I'm boomer's highest. Okay. <laughs> All right, no, that's fine. But I'm saying 10, 15, 20, you've got more money than you're going to spend. Yes. Let's be honest. Would you be that type? I would like to think That'd be I would fun, be wouldn't it? It would be fun. And not, and not for the credit. Well, it, <laughs> if you made that kind of money already, would you really need the credit? <laughs> I don't know. I would need the credit. Would you just feel good about yourself? Yes. Without the credit, though. Without the credit, you're saying. Yes. Come on. Uh, I'm going to say, <laughs> yeah, would it uh, hurt if I got credit for it? No, it would not. But it, if you feel really good about yeah, yourself. Yeah, I would feel very good about myself. You know what I would love? And this would be, I mean, this is the ultimate credit. I wish I could make enough money to donate to one of the schools I went to. I want the gym. Yes. That would be awesome. Yes, I agree. And not... For anything, just because you feel like you're giving back. Yeah. I might reach out to Colonial High School. What would it cost? <laughs> uh, what would it cost? me? But I didn't do any. $100,000? That would be like, uh, you didn't do any sports here, so why would you want the gym name? You could, no, you? but you're, as an alum, you could still be a big donor. You could write out a six-figure check to Colonial High School. Check? Well, if you want the gym named after you, I think, yeah. What about I think just that's... the bleachers? <laughs> Yeah, what about gonna, a sign outside the radio station at Kane University where say, I went? I was going to donate 100 bucks and ask for his own seat at Colonial High School Yeah, gym. just put my name on it. <laughs> That's funny. That would be nice. All right, let's take a break. All when right. we come back, we'll try and figure out other places we can donate and have our names put on. Uh, Boomer and Geo, 6 o'clock. It is a wacky... No, it's not Wednesday. Today's Thursday. Yesterday you thought it was Thursday. Know, Today's actually Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah not, not a good start. Anyhow, it's Thursday... A lot of fun today. Boomer and Geo, 6 o'clock. The fan don't go away. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, 
Hi, 20 and 26. Hello, hello, hello. Our names are Alan Jerry. We take you till the top of the hour, Boomer and Geo then. Lots of good stuff this morning on a Thursday, week five in the NFL. Actually, had a very pretty good ratings for Yankees Red Sox. I was looking. They had, uh, I think, 7.7 million viewers, which I think is pretty good. In the for air, baseball. just in New York. I think or that, is that national? Yeah, it was national. See, that's, that's not good to me. Well, here's the thing. In in the Boston area, they had a 19.8 share. Okay. Which is pretty good. In that New York, good. 11.2. But is 7 million the total number of viewers? Yeah. 7.7 7 million because viewers. Because that dreadful NFL game, and not that it turned out to be a good game, but didn't Jaguars Bengals do like 18 million yeah. people? But that's what, yeah, that's but the this problem. This is Yankees Red Sox. I know, but again, it's, I think it's like. It's no such one cares a, outside a, of these two markets. Right. It's such a regional sport now. Wow. And I don't know when it be. I don't know when it became that way. Because mm. I used to, you know, we we used to be interested in uh, all the other teams. Like I used to watch. Were we though? I we was. we we traded cards. Yeah. Do you remember watching I, the Padres and Giants? I do remember like running home from school to watch Astros Dodgers playoffs. That was like an afternoon game. I do. I remember like mm, yeah. being into it. I suppose. I you know. I guess two back then. We never saw them unless they were playing the Mets or the Yankees. Right. So it was it was kind of like the All-Star game. I don't know about you, but I remember as a kid, I could not wait. Oh, yeah. Not even to watch the whole game. I couldn't wait for the introductions to see all the different players from the different teams line up and then to see them take the field. And it was always the first two innings, and then I that was it. I really wasn't interested after that. But I remember for like a solid hour every year, you know, for whatever time it started, 8 o'clock, I would watch that first hour, and I thought it was the coolest thing. Now it's like, meh. I guess everything is so overexposed. Yes, a lot of overexposure. But is anything more overexposed than the NFL, and yet we can't get enough of it? Right, we we love the NFL, Jerry. It's odd. So almost 20% of uh, people with TVs on in Boston had it on. Only, uh, well, 11% here, which is the difference between, I think, having a one-team town and a two-team town. Agreed. Right? Yes. So everyone in Boston is a Red Sox fan. Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins, exactly. You have some outliers where people will like other teams. But here, you know, were Mets fans watching? Patriot. Maybe, maybe not. Right. You know, um, and they always also always say about New York, there's so much more to do here, Jerry. We don't get hung up on sports. Well, you also have so many people that move here from other, forget other cities, other countries. So I don't know if it's the same type of population makeup that Boston is. It's like I'm sure like if the uh, Phillies made it to the playoffs, it would be a huge ratings in Philadelphia. Bigger than here, yes. Because they're a, they're a one-team Phillies, team Flyers, town. Eagles, yep, absolutely. A one, and then uh, other cities are weird, like Chicago, two baseball teams, only one football team. True. One hockey team. That is true. You follow, Jerry? I follow, yes. You follow. But the Cubs are like the Yankees out there in that the fan base is longer established. Yes, than the Mets and the White Sox. I also saw a video yesterday from Yankees Red Sox uh, with the warm-ups where Garrett Cole had a warm-up. Mm-hmm. It's right on top of the stands. Like, it yeah. is, like, right. Well, Fenway Park is really tight. Have you ever gone to a game there? I have a couple times. So, you, I mean, you, I mean, first of all, the stands are not very high. It's yeah. right on top of the field. And there's not a lot of, you know, if you look at Oakland – if you look at, not so much now, but where the Padres, when they used to play at Jack, Jack Murphy, Murphy Stadium, right, um, a lot of foul ground. Boston is like, man, you pop the ball up outside the white lines, it's pretty much in the seats for the most part. 
just different. So, yeah, you're warming up right on top of people. Yeah, so Garrett Cole's warming up right on top of people, and some dude in the crowd right next to, he was as closer than you and I are right now, had a Kermit the Frog Muppet. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> yelling that's funny. At, and Garrett Cole's trying, you know, fully concentrated, even though there's a Kermit the Frog <laughs> Muppet right near him while he's trying funny. to warm up. It is funny because he wasn't. I didn't hear the guy saying anything ridiculous. He right. was just having a Kermit the Frog Muppet, which I wouldn't even be sure I'd be able to bring into the stadium. I don't know how he got it in somehow. Well, can't you bring, and I don't know this, aren't you allowed in baseball stadiums to still bring in a sandwich? Is that right? You can I bring think your you own can, food I and beverage? You can. Yeah, I think you can. And a Muppet? I So if you can bring in a sandwich and a, and a bag of chips, maybe you could bring in a, a Muppet. A Kermit the Frog Muppet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That guy had to have a discussion with his friends. Like, they're going to bring in the Kermit the Frog Muppet. Do you think they'll let me in? If they don't let me in, will you run it back to the car? Oh, what a pain in the ass right. that is. We're not parked anywhere near here. I'm not running your Kermit the Frog Muppet out there. I remember the one time I went to Fenway with my father. I We were very unfamiliar with the area. And it was like parking in the first spot that I could find. I don't know where we parked. Somehow we found our way to the stadium. But it was just different. You know, where the stadium is, it's just like right there in the middle of everything. Yes. As opposed to you feel like you're driving to this big stadium with these massive parking no lots. No parking lots. Not quite the same. Yeah. You got to bring your Muppet in, Jerry, or they will take it right from you. I could see you going to City Field and bringing with a Muppet. No, I would say just going there and not wanting to eat the food and getting and bringing your own boring turkey sandwich on whole wheat bread with a piece of romaine lettuce and counting yeah. out my Tostitos yeah. chips <laughs> and bring my Kermit the Frog Muppet. Yes, I feel like this Urban Meyer situation. It's enough. You know, it's deteriorated yet. I just. It's enough what? You mean they should move on or let's yeah, just let's move, let's on. move on? He, it's really between he and his wife at this point. You would think. A woman was grinding on him. She seemed to enjoy the grinding. He seemed to enjoy the grinding. He's apologizing to the team every day. Yeah. We get it. Like, they're sending him on this apology tour. I think it's like, though, and I bring it to the radio station because it's right. the only way to give the example, I, and I'm just off the top of my head. You're I, you're not wrong. And outside looking in, we're like, all right, let's move on. Yeah, time to move on. But I think it would be something like, let's say Mark back in the day or Spike now sits there and puts out an email. I've noticed some of you guys with terrible language on Twitter. It's a terrible representation of the radio station. Enough. And then let's say a couple of guys do it, and then you find them or you let's even suspend them for a couple of days without pay. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, they go on a... <laughs> profanity-laced tirade on Twitter. Wouldn't you look at him and be like, time out a second. Why would I listen to you now? So I think there's a period of time where you've got to, I hate the word, but you've got to kind of earn the, not trust, the respect back. And I think that's what he's dealing with right now. It's just it's going to take a little while, and maybe it's enough for the national media covering it. The problem is he's a lightning rod. He's Urban Meyer, and everybody, I really think everybody wants to see him fail because he was so good in college. It's kind of like, you can't do this in the NFL. And I, it's like, you know, swarming in. Oh, so now they have something on them. I, th- I, do, I think that's part of it. Yeah, I do. I think it's part of it. So you're Urban Meyer. That don't impress, impress me much. much. Yeah. Mm-mm. It just feels like um, every time I open up my different news feeds that I look at, it's like Urban Meyer apologized to the whole team. Urban Meyer apologized to part of the team. Urban Meyer's talking to... Sure. What's the owner's name? Shad Khan. But you understand the point, though, like the players could be looking at him like, all right, how about this? How about if Spike told us 
start taking phone calls. It's enough. I don't want to hear you two anymore. Right. Like, let the callers call in. And then let's say Spike did a show, and, we, and that's what we did. No problem, we did it. And then all of a sudden, Spike came in and did a show as our boss does a Saturday show. And at the top, he's like, I'm not taking calls. You're going to listen to me for the next four hours. Wouldn't you be like, what, huh? Yeah, why do we have to take calls? So I think that's, I think that's, that's what you're running into. Yeah. And it'll just take a little time. All right. San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane, Jerry. This is the guy who was in trouble with the gambling, the, right? And his wife, his wife divorcing him. Yeah, he and his wife are getting a divorce. She was claiming that he's uh, betting uh, money on the San on Jose team, Sharks yeah. games. Yep. Uh, now he's being accused. A source, a source to ESPN, says that uh, Evander Kane has been accused of submitting a fake COVID vaccination oh. card which is, Jerry, illegal in the U.S. and Canada, and thus against NHL Don't rules. these guys know all they have to do is put the serial code in that you're given, and you can find out if it's legit or not? Right. I don't think people know that. Okay. This guy seems like a total party. Yeah. Could you have a fake vaccine card to go eat at Peter Luger's? Yes. <laughs> but I would think if you're in the NHL or the NBA, they're going to check. They're going, I would hope they're going to confirm them. No. What a wild guy he is, this uh, Evander Kane. I don't know anything about hockey, Jerry. All I know is I keep hearing this guy's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a mess. Yeah, okay. he's betting on games, allegedly. He's had a tough go. He's had a tough few months. Now, this one's on him for sure. This one would And be I only on say him. this one because I don't know if the other one was true or not. Right. He was as found the, not guilty by the investigation. I don't know. And as the great Fred Durst said, Jerry, it's all about the he said, she said. Bull bleep. Boo-doo. By the way, he has a new song called Dad Vibes. Okay. Any good? It's good. I got to check it out. It is good. I like it. It just I came will. out. I will put Dad it on vibes. I'll tell you what, we got to take a break right yeah. now. I'm going to put it on Spotify during the break. You listen to it on your way home. Dad All right, right now, we will take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll get you Boomer and Geo. But before then, we have an Odyssey Sportsman with Amy Lawrence talking about that wild win in L.A. last night. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Uh, we got two more minutes, and then it's the Boomer and Geo show on the Fan of Rooney. No local sports, though. Well, I shouldn't say that. The uh, Rangers played the Devils in a preseason game, and there was a big injury with Ryan Reeves, but whatever. I'm sure Boomer will get into that later. And the Dodgers won in the bottom of the ninth yeah. last night, beat the Cardinals 3-1. Starters weren't great, but a very well-pitched game uh, last night. Nelly said the Dodgers get the Giants now. In the AL, uh, sorry, the NLDS. I see that uh, Saturday Night Live, Jerry, had their lowest rated episode ever. Shocking. This past I, weekend. Did ever, you see Jerry. The, did you see the Joe Buck, Troy Aikman? No. The I, saw the, I saw the picture oh of it, God. and I was like, what is this? But I do think, in fairness, they're a victim of their own success because they were so good so many years, years ago. ago. I don't know how you're funny anymore. I really don't. Like, I watch that show. I don't. Nothing. There was a lot of buzz, though, around Casey Musgraves, the musical act. She uh, did yeah. her song Nude behind a guitar. But you didn't see boots. anything. You, you saw did nothing. not see anything. Right. It comes back to your thing. If you're online and the, you put a sticker over the nipple area. Right. Then you can't say you're nude. Right. Well, the guitar, the guitar was over her. Right. So she wasn't nude. But not really. I've got now I'm was, into this but... Casey Musgraves. I was listening to her music. Googling her nude yesterday. Well, she's not. She was not nude. But, uh, but you were looking for nude. I was just looking. Jerry, I was looking for her as an artist <laughs> and getting her songs. If this was 1992, yeah, you'd be hoping that she would be the next Playboy playmate. Yes, and your illegal subscription would be coming to your mailbox. Yeah, that well, my friend Rob, he'd be the one that would steal that out of people's mailboxes. I thought you we... stole your dad's too. You said 
Uh, well, no, my dad had them. I was a little kid when I was oh, okay. my dad's. But my friend Rob, when we had a paper route, he would steal Playboys out of people's mailboxes. You ever steal one from the convenience store? No. Had the black wrapper on it? No, they were behind the counter. Oh, they were? Yeah, in my convenience store. We had a place we had called Cumberland Farms. Yes. And it was not behind the counter, but they were the top to the <laughs> left. You had to be tall. Black co- yes, and had the black plastic over it. Oh, is that right? But you knew what it was. Filthy magazines, Jerry. I only like Playboy. Anything else? WFAN 101.9 FM HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.